0: Chapter two, Hebrews the second chapter. Um, Are you you familiar with uh, the terminology, a power user, anybody? Power user, have you ever ever heard that expression? Two of us have, okay, me and Matt. Um, No, I'm kidding. A power user, what is a power user? Um, Let's let's say uh, it has something to do with uh, a computer. Um, not everybody, but most people know how to turn a computer on. Most people know how to check their email. Um, most people, not everybody. Again, you say, Pastor Mark, that's not me. I don't care anything about it. Well, Amen. You just keep on enjoying the 20th century. Amen. And uh, no, no judgment here. Praise God. But um, but a power user is someone who knows a lot more about it than just checking email or logging onto Facebook power user is, is, is someone that uh, understands the, the inner workings, it's, it's someone that, um, you know, if you've ever watched, like for instance, uh, somebody that really is skilled in these areas uh, of computing and technology and things of this nature, uh, and you kind of feel like, man, I didn't even know it would do that. If, you, if you've ever asked that question, you're more than likely watching a power user, okay. Um, I want, I want you to become a power user when it comes to salvation. In other words, let's say you own a computer and basically all you know how to do is check your email and log on to Facebook, you know, or Instagram or whatever all those other things are these days, right? Um, so what we would call you is you would be more like a recreational user, you know, you just somebody that has fun on the computer, maybe plays a, uh, what, what's, what's the game, Candy Crush, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. You know how to play a few games and you know, do a couple of internet searches, find out how to water your petunias and you know, th- things of that nature. You, you would be what the world would call a recreational user. Um, power user is somebody that can build a website. You know what I'm saying? Power user is somebody that, that, that really knows how to, to dig into and, and get the most out of it. So here's the amazing thing about it. Your computer will do everything that the power user's computer will do It's just the only difference is they know more about it than you do they have more experience they have more skill they have more understanding Um, and so to take that same mindset and attitude over into the things of god we've got far too many born again believers in the in the world today who are who are basically just recreational users In, in other words their their walk with 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 god is is basically something that they get some level of joy out of they get some level of, of, of satisfaction out of, um, but have never really dug into the deeper things of God, have never really uh, sought out um, you know the, the deeper truth and, and, and an understanding uh, from the Holy Spirit as he unlocks the mysteries of, of, of God and, and 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 so again <clears throat> I'm not trying to confuse you I'm not I'm not trying to talk over your head this morning, I'm just saying that you know I, I won't you to be more than I want my life and my family and my family of faith to be more than just a recreational user when it comes to the things of God when it comes to the things especially pertaining to our salvation um, there There is so much more to what Jesus has done for you than than the average Christian understands it doesn 't mean you 're not saved it doesn 't mean that people who who you know aren 't interested in all those things um, you, you remember and I don't know, this is just hung heavy in my heart now for years, and I keep bringing it back up because of that. But um, you go all the way back to when God brought His treasured people out of slavery in Egypt, and then He comes and He sits down on top of the mountain because He wants to be with them. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to be in their presence, and He wants them to experience His presence. Um, there, there was a, you know, a separation and a distance that Father, again, was trying to close that gap. And, and so he came near, and, and then he wanted to be able to speak to them. Um, you know, if you've got family that live other places, um, Pam's sister really, the Lord really took care of her a day before yesterday. They were uh, looking to buy some horses, and her and a friend were, who knew you test drove horses, right? They were test... Test riding I guess some horses, and um, uh, the horses went kind of started spinning and and um, it turns out it was a uh, a mother moose that had just given birth to two babies and um, a, a big mother moose and, and if you know anything about them they they are very aggressive and um, so at one point the the moose very close the the horse threw. Nancy's friend but anyway that they they got out of there Amen. they they uh, um, are, are blessed right so but we have family you know that that live on the other side of the country we don't get to be in their presence that often but it is a it is a great joy to be able to talk to them to be able to hear their voices to be able to to be able to communicate right and so so Father wanted to come down and He wanted to visit with His people, He wanted to speak to them, He wanted them to hear His voice, he, he wanted them to know that He was near, He wanted them to know that He was the one that did all that for them to get them out of Egypt, He was the one that had, had delivered them, He was the one that had performed all those miracles, He was the one that had blessed them with all that gold and wealth. And, and, um, but instead when they heard His voice, they became afraid. And And they told Moses later, they said, Moses, look, tell him not to speak directly to us anymore. That, And I'm giving you the New Winslet International Version here. But basically what they said was, Moses, if if he has something to tell us, he can tell you and then you tell us. But we don't want him talking straight to us anymore. Can you imagine? And and again, to, to just try to get close to that. Can, can you imagine like if somebody that you love dearly basically said the same thing to you? It's like, look, if you got anything to tell me, just, you know, um, tell your mama and then your mama can tell me, but just don't talk straight to me anymore. Something like that. You know, that's again, the, the, the heartbreak that that must have been um, for our heavenly father. And yet there's a lot of New Testament believers today that, that have basically the same attitude it's like, thanks for the salvation, God, but, you know, if, if we, if we want to know any more about it, you know, we'll get back to you. And, and, and that's, that is um, not what our Father intended. Amen. And, um, you know, we've been through a very unique season. Um, I believe we're coming out the other side of it stronger than we were before we went into this. Um, Matthew mentioned it a moment ago, you know, how... I think we are all closer, you know, what we've done on Wednesdays and, and Sundays when we were live streaming and um, that close proximity to one another and these kinds of things. And so I believe the same is true for a lot of your families. Um, we, we've had uh, quantity and quality time uh, together. Amen. And, um, and I think another aspect of all this is we've come out the other side of this thing, uh, I think more appreciative. <laughs> Of of our freedoms and and um, you know I have not been I've been through a drive through a few times but I have not been inside a restaurant since I guess April I don't know it's March maybe yeah um, and uh, I don't know if I'll ever go back to one I I mean my I, you know praise God I've I, I've dropped a few I, I'm bigger than I was I told somebody I said I've gained weight during a global pandemic I and mean, that's the goodness of God you know um, but you know, it's, I don't know there's something about sitting at your own table with your own family that's pretty cool, right? Amen. And um, so anyway, I don't mean to be up here rambling. I, my commitment is to never do that. But I'm just saying that uh, as, as we come through this and just some of the things the Lord's been speaking to me about personally, um, I, want, I want you to understand the depth and the magnitude of the love that God has for you in, in greater ways. The wisdom that He's provided for us, the truth and the understanding that that He has provided for us. Amen. Let me, um, let me run through our list, okay? Uh, this is just some key points that I'm going to keep bringing in front of you. Things that we've, Some of these we've preached multiple sermons on each one of them, but uh, just things that, again, I feel led of the Holy Spirit to keep in front of your face, all right? Just to remind you that Father God desires to treat you like sin never happened. He desires to treat you like sin never happened. Father, God desires for all of His children to be like Jesus is to him. Father, God desires for all of His children to have the same access to him as Jesus. Father, God desires for all of His children to have the same fellowship with him as Jesus. Father, God desires for all of His children to have the same inheritance from him as Jesus. Father, God desires for all of His children to be blessed like Abraham was blessed. Wow, man, I just, I'm not going to do it, but I want to say that about 17 more times. If I thought saying it 17 more times would get it an eighth of an inch deeper into your heart, I would take the time to say it 17 more times. That's how important this is right here. If you understand that Abraham was the gold standard and always has been the gold standard of God's blessing upon uh, uh, a, a man, uh, and, and we say he was such a... Uh, a unique person he was such an anomaly you know blessed like Abraham no no father God wants every one of his children to be blessed like Abraham was blessed And Galatians 3 goes into great t- detail explaining this and so it was the completed work of Jesus that provides a permanent solution to the sin that separated us from all that Father God desires for us alright Hebrews chapter 2 let me put it up on the screen first number 10 for it was fitting for him "...for whom are all things and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies..." That's God. God is the one who sanctifies, who sets apart. "...and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren." Now, we begin to uh, dig into this. We begin to unpack this verse uh, last Sunday. Um, I want to encourage you, if you weren't here, uh, to go back and, and access that. I'm not going to try to do a lot of review from what we've already covered. But the phrase that says it was fitting for him, um, a couple of different meanings, but one of the key things here is that no one else was fit to do it. No one else was fit to do it. Only... only God had the ability to do for us what needed to be done for us. Only God, meaning what? No other human being other than Jesus becoming uh, a human being through the womb of the Virgin Mary, born not of of corrupted seed of Adam, but born of uh, spirit seed, right? Only He was fit to do for us what needed to be done for us. And then this phrase, in bringing many sons to glory, Remember, we sinned, we fell short of God's highest and best for us. But God didn't wash his hands of us, but he also did not wash his hands of what he desired for us. Are you understand what I'm saying? It, it, in other words, we changed, he doesn't, he hasn't. We, you know, what we think, what, where we live, all the other stuff, You know, I, I don't mean just address, I'm talking about what level of life we live and experience and enjoy, All that changes. But what God has always desired for you has never changed. What He has always wanted for you has never changed. What He has always wanted to give you, what He's always wanted to be to you, what He's always wanted you to be to Him, what He's always wanted to mean to you, what He's always wanted you to mean to Him, never changed. It never changed. We changed. If you think God's far away, guess who moved. Amen. We are the ones who moved. We are the ones who walked away from Him. We are the ones who who set out on our own to make our own lives up as we went along. But what He's desired for you has never changed. And here's the good news, it never will change. And He has more than a hundred year plan for your life. Amen? He has more than a hundred year plan for your life. We said last week that you are His doings. You are His doings. Now, this phrase, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. To make the captain of their salvation. When he says their salvation, I want you to personalize that. The captain of my salvation. The captain of your salvation. In other words, this is what Jesus has done for you and for me. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now, let, let me just, if I could, just make myself a little vulnerable to you this morning. If I. If, if you don't mind, vulnerable in the sense that um, the Lord spoke something to my heart that that melted my heart. To be honest with you, in, in a way that that I don't ever really recall Him melting my heart in that way. And and as I begin to to try to share that with you on last Sunday, I'm not sure it really registered with you the way that. Um, That I'm praying that it will, if not, if not sooner, at least later. Amen. Um, And it and it has to do with Father God turning His back on Jesus when Jesus was made your sin. The Bible says that He who knew no sin was made your sin, so that you could be made His righteousness. Okay, all right. So, Father, and we we looked at several verses, the Bible says that God the Father has laid the iniquity of us all, the sin of us all, upon Jesus. Jesus became that lamb for the slaughter, the sacrifice, the final sacrifice, one sacrifice for all sin for all time. And the moment that He became your sin and my sin, because sin separates us from Father God, when Jesus became your sin and my sin, it separated Him from His Father. Something that has never happened, ever, because God is eternal. He's without beginning. He's without ending. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. For a three-day period, the Trinity was no longer a Trinity. It, they, they went from three to two. I, I try to just say it as bluntly and as plainly as I know how to say it, okay? And I'm going to say it this way. Jesus was kicked out of the Trinity so that you could be brought back into it, okay? Okay? Jesus was one with God for all of eternity until your sin and my sin was laid upon Him and He was separated from God the Father, right? And that happened so that you could be made one with Him. The captain of our salvation made perfect through sufferings. It was made perfect not because Jesus was imperfect, it was what He suffered that made our salvation complete. What He suffered as your representative has made our salvation Um, So complete that there's nothing lacking nothing missing. There's no holes in it There's it's not like Jesus said look I I took care of your sin, but I didn't take care of your sickness It's not like he said I I took care of your sickness, but I didn't take care of your poverty It's not like he said look I took care of your physical healing But I didn't take care of anything to do with your emotions or anything to do with your your mind or or mental illness No, my friend, it's the entire package Everything that he endured has made the package of salvation that he provided through salvation sufferings complete in every way and in every aspect. And because we have received complete salvation, the Bible says we are now complete in Him. Okay? But let's go back to it. So really, man, I want you to, I want you to really lay hold of this now. I want you to grab hold of this. When God the Father turned His back on Jesus, He did it knowing that he would never have to turn his back on one of his children ever again never have to do it ever again you Say, well, pastor mark you know I, I've been born again but I've I've, I've done wrong I've, I've committed sin and father never turned his back on you when you when you did it because he had already turned his back on one of his children Jesus right for that sin he was made all of your sin. Any sin that you and I could commit today that would cause Father to turn His back on us and forsake us, right? He's, he's already turned His back and, and forsaken Jesus because of that sin. Are you seeing this? Are you see, This is so important. This is why the Bible says things like the Holy Spirit who is with you will one day be in you jesus speaking of the day when the holy spirit would come and what did he say when the holy spirit comes to live inside of you he will be inside of you forever this is why jesus said i will be with you always even unto the end of the age this is why he can say to you and me now i will never leave you i will never forsake you right He's saying that there is nothing that you can do as His child that will cause Him to forsake you because He's already forsaken Jesus for that sin. Oh, sweet Jesus. All right, let's keep moving on. Amen. we still got a few minutes, then we'll do communion, okay? Is everybody good? All right, so this word, captain. The word captain is a Greek compound word and literally means the one who goes first. Now, this ties in directly with the the biblical truth of, I'm going to give you a big word like mayonnaise now, Jesus' substitutionary work. What does that mean? It means that He came as our substitute. He died for you. He died as you. He became poor for you. He became poor as you. He was beaten with a whip for you. He was beaten with a whip as you so that your physical body can be healed. All right? Everything that he endured, he endured for you. He endured as you. This is why Paul said, I was crucified with him. I was buried with him. I was raised with him. I am seated at the right hand of God the Father with him. Okay? Okay? So when He says the captain of our salvation, again, Jesus is the one who went first. The amplified translation uh, translates the word captain as the pioneer of our salvation. He is the pioneer of our salvation. And of course, this, this stirs up all kinds of thoughts in, in my heart you know, about the you know, early Americans that, that came in and settled in this country and, and they pioneered, right? They, they blazed a trail. They, uh, you know, they made a way uh, for what we have and what we are enjoying and experiencing um, today. So when it says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation, He is the pioneer of our salvation, He blazed a trail for us, okay? Um, what, what, what all of this, of course, is connected to is this, this what the Bible teaches us about Jesus being the way, okay? Stay with me for a few more minutes. Stay with me for a few more minutes, okay? Um, So let let me just break it down for you this way. Jesus made a way for us by becoming the way for us, right? He made a way for us, the captain of our salvation, the pioneer of our salvation, the one who went first, okay? So, um... Let's go back to when we were kids and, um, you know, let's say uh, we're, you know, we, we, Pam and I were talking about this the other day. How many hours a day did we spend on a bicycle? You ever thought about that? Man, we spent some time on a bicycle. That was our, uh, that was our recreation, right? And of course, you know, uh, me and Matt, you know, we, we weren't content with just riding the bike. You know, we had to, you know, we started doing stunts. You know, we, we were raised in the, in the days of uh, evil Knievel jumping buses and all these other things. And so, you know, we, you know he was our hero, man. He was real, he, he was, you know. And um, so we learned how to build ramps and jump our bicycles, right? And then, you know, the bigger the ramp. But there was always, listen to me now, there was always somebody who went first. Right? It's like, you going to do it? I don't know. You going to do it? I don't know, man. That's, that's bigger. I don't do right? But Right? But if somebody went first and made it, that would give the next person more confidence that they could do it. Right? So when we say Jesus went first... He he is the first man that ever went to death, hell, and the grave and came out the other side a winner. Amen. And because He went first and was victorious over it, guess what that means for you and me? We also, as as His offspring, as as those who are in Christ Jesus, amen, (laughs) we're going to win too. We, We already have one. So Jesus made a way for us by becoming the way for us. He didn't just open a door, because this is, and again, this is where you have to shift out of your brain into your heart. You can't just understand this with logic and reason. You have to understand this by faith and believing. And that that that's not you know that's not like you know. Just put the spin on something. You literally can understand something by faith with your heart that you can never understand with your brain. Let me give you a few verses and then we'll pray. John chapter 10, verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. He didn't just say, I'm going to open a door. He didn't just say that I'm going to uh, prop a door open or that I'm going to find a door. He says that He is the door. He is the way in. Okay? John 14 and 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ephesians two eighteen. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. So when he, when he says that he is the captain of our salvation, the pioneer of our salvation, it carries with it more than just this idea of him blazing a trail. It carries more uh, with it than just this idea that, um, that he found a way and is now pointing you and me to it. Or he went through a bunch of doors and finally found the door and he's pointing me and you to that door. Or he propped that door open for us. No, he is saying that he is the door. Hebrews 9 Last verse for this morning. Hebrews 9. It says, um, well, praise God, there's a bunch of verses here. Um, let me read it to you. Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services. But in the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was standing. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices were offered, which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience, concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of Reformation. I didn't intend to read all those verses to you. Let me let me just cut to the chase this morning, all right. In the Old Testament, one man was able to go into the Holy of Holies. That's where the glory of God, the presence of God on the earth dwelt behind those thick and heavy curtains. And one man was able to go in behind that curtain once a year to offer a sacrifice for his sins and for the sins of the people that one man had bells around the bottom of his ro- of his robe and a rope tied to his ankle because if he went in there with a wrong spirit wrong heart wrong attitude sin unconfessed sin in his life the presence of God would have literally it would have killed him and so if the bells quit ringing, they knew that he was not moving. But they couldn't go in to get him. They would have to drag him out with that rope tied around his ankle. Are you, are you seeing this? Okay. That, that was the situation before Jesus. And the idea that um, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying a whole lot about being a grandfather. And one of the things that I'm enjoying about being a grandfather is Oliver likes to follow me around. right? I have to watch it too because I was over there helping Jake with some stuff the other day, and so I'm out. I'm out there. We're working in the yard, right? And I mean, I go get a tool. Oliver's right behind me, trying to get a tool, right? He's trying to. He he. Everywhere I go, he wants to go. Everywhere his daddy goes, he wants to go, right? And so it's fun. It's exciting. But can you imagine for a moment that priest going into you know that inner sanctum where the presence of God uh, dwelt, and six or seven people following him in there. Absolutely not, right? But here, here, singers, musicians, come on please. Here, here is the thing that I'm, I'm wanting, and again we're going to build on this, we'll build on it more next week. Is that Father God did not want His presence to be behind that curtain. He didn't want one man only to be able to come in there and be in His presence. He wanted all of His children to have that same access to Him. So when it says that Jesus is this way, I'll show it to you, it's other verses in Hebrews, but literally now He is the living way into the holiest of all, where every single one of us now have access to that place where only one man had Before Jesus did for us what He did for us. Praise God. Praise God. The captain of our salvation was made perfect through suffering. And we now partake in the fellowship of His sufferings. What does that mean? It means that we identify with, we have accepted for ourselves what He's done for us so that all the benefit That he provided can now be realized in our lives amen amen all right stand with me this morning praise God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus so I noticed that um, as you were uh, coming in different folks that were there at the table were explaining to you how this works so um, if you'll notice, there's actually two tabs. There's a clear one and then the purple one. And so if you will, just gently pull back um, the, uh, the clear tab, and that would be uh, the wafer. Amen. So I'll give you a moment to get your wafer ready. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I know that a lot of people are using the expression, a new normal. Amen. Well, amen. I, while I'm thankful that we're able to partake of communion this way, this is not going to be our new normal, okay? We'll, the Lord will help us. We'll figure out what we need to do in the days and the months ahead. But for now, amen. 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 All right, does everybody have their wafer ready? Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you for the captain of our salvation. Thank You for all that He endured, all that He suffered, so that we could stand before You in Your presence, right and righteous, clean and pure and blameless. Thank You, Father, for His body that was broken. And it wasn't just broken for the forgiveness of our sins. It was broken so that our sins could be taken away. But the same body that was broken for our sin was also broken for our sickness so that our bodies can be healed. So, Father, as we partake of this bread this morning in obedience to Your Word, I thank You, Father, that it's an act of faith, it's a releasing of our faith. And, Father, we are believing for a release of Your healing power in our bodies. Strength, Lord, wisdom, Father, All these things that Jesus has been made to us, Lord, we receive it now as an act of faith, as as symbolic of our taking Him into our very lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake together. All right, now if you'll peel back the cap on your juice. Amen. Again, that one's. Stuck a little tighter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I listened to one of our young people, Sister Israel, the other night address her Classmates talking about adversity and dealing with that adversity and how, Lord, we're, we're coming out of the other side of these things stronger. And so Father, we, Lord, are holding a different cup and Lord, just different things that, that we're experiencing in our world today. But Father, I thank you that we're protected. Thank you, Father, that you've given angels charge over us. I thank you, Father, that there is no adversity, past, present, or future, that'll separate us from your love. And, Father, because you turned your back on Jesus and walked away from him, abandoned him when he needed you the most, Father, it meant now, it meant now, Father, that you would never, ever have to abandon one of your children ever again. Father, thank you for the blood That not only covers our sin, but removes it altogether, never to be held against us again. Thank you, Father, that this blood ratified a new operating agreement with you. A new covenant, not made with the blood of bulls and goats, but made with the Son who is eternal and has provided eternal redemption and eternal salvation for us. So, Father, as we drink this cup this morning, we do so with humility we do so with gratefulness, thankfulness, Father, and we do so in faith in Jesus' name, Amen. Let's partake together. Amen. The Bible says that after they had eaten, that they sang together before they were dismissed. So let's sing together. If you desire prayer this morning, like someone to pray with you, these altars are open. We invite you to come. Let's worship for just a minute or two longer and then we'll be dismissed together.
1: I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been. So good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God night you were close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life you have been faithful Life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. This is goodness. Come on. Your goodness is well enough. It's well enough to me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid bare, no surrender now. I give you everything. You see here. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Come on. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. My goodness is running after, it's running after me With my life laid down, I surrender now give everything My goodness is running after, it's running after me All my life, and all my life you have been there. I'm going to tell him this morning. Tell him. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing.
0: amen amen you may be dismissed remember voice of victory magazines if you don't mind too, grab your communion cup obviously we'll be tossing those amen save uh, folks cleaning up a little uh, effort there if everybody could um, collect your own uh, uh, garbage amen praise God all right good things coming we'll be live streaming Wednesday at 7 Um, Blessings to you and yours. Thank you so much for being here this morning.